acceptable for the fashion industry to do impact, giving back, recycling, full circular economy side of things. It's like, what is it? Which part of sustainability will be enough? And if we could then look at having, just like we've got the Sustainable Development Goals framework, is there the ability to have this mapping framework that provides definitions and guidelines and roadmaps and reporting and auditing that could guide the industry, then if that was the case, yes. Welcome to Hey Change, a place where we question the truth and find happiness in new realities. If you are ready to become a climate optimist and to see the world from a new set of eyes, you have come to the right place. I am so excited to have you here and I cannot wait to begin. So let's dive in. Let's embrace some change. Did you know it takes 713 gallons of water, a third of a pound of pesticides, and 13 pounds of carbon to make one t-shirt? Also, since the year 2000, the amount of clothing produced worldwide has doubled, and that more than half of all those clothes are disposed of in under one year year. Every year, about half a million tons of plastic microfibers leak into our oceans from washing synthetics, which is the equivalent to 50 million plastic bottles. These crazy environmental facts don't even cover the inhumane and unethical practices that goes on behind closed doors, and needless to say, fashion is a dirty industry. But it doesn't have to be that way. And I wanted to give you some of these crazy facts so that you can now understand what an incredibly important work today's guest, Carrie Bennigan, is doing. Carrie is the founder of Conscious Fashion Campaign, an organization that in collaboration with the UN is engaging leading global industry event stakeholders to commit to the achievement of the Sustainable Development Goals. The Conscious Fashion Campaign seeks to inspire worldwide prominent fashion leaders like trade shows, fashion weeks, conferences, and speaker series to implement responsible marketing, operations, and logistics that are mindful of social, economic, and environmental impact. I love these sort of conversations. I love chatting with people like Carrie who are passionate and so driven about the work they're doing. And I hope that by listening, you really get sparked in starting your conscious fashionista journey as well. And if you do, head over to heychange.world because I made three guides on sustainable fashion, what there is to know about the industry, how we can know better, and also some easy tips on how you can start becoming more conscious with your own wardrobe. Fashion doesn't have to be dirty. It can be a catapult for change. It's a really powerful tool for sparking innovation, for setting trends, for really just showing the world around us what we care about. So make sure that you wear your values and that starting now, you are open to learning new things. You're open to aligning your values with your actions. And remember that this is a journey for all of us. No one is perfect. No one knows everything. Not even people working in the industry knows everything. We are figuring this out together, but we don't have time to wait for perfection. We need to start right now doing whatever there is that you can do to make more conscious decisions in your own life. So remember that fashion can be fun. Fashion can be very impactful and start looking at it from that lens. Without further ado, this is Carrie from Conscious Fashion Campaigns. Carrie, so good to have you here today. How are you doing in these crazy times? 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful to be doing this with you today. Um, things are surreal, but I will also say there's the positives and the beauty that we as a family and as a team and an organization are finding in these times. I agree with you. I really feel like it's it's challenging times, but I think there's so much beauty seeping through the unexpected cracks these days. So I'm just trying to like find the silver linings and take it day by day and just breathe. Exactly. It's definitely good advice um, for those that aren't doing that to definitely take some time and breathe and just to realize step by step. And it's not even day by day right now. It's hour by hour if that's how we need to yeah. move forward. 100%. I feel like I can wake up in one mood and then two hours later, I'm complete wreck. So it's just like yeah, exactly passionate. Yeah. I'm always so curious to find out why people chose their path, how they figured out their passion, because I feel like that's such a hard thing to do. Without giving us your full life story, just what is a short brief of what you do and why you are so passionate about your work? So I'm a social impact entrepreneur, creator and curator of activations and um, partnerships and events. And I think now we look at a point of what do events even mean? So for the sake of this new world we're moving in, I'll say convenings because that even connects on the digital world. My career has been based on producing um, partnerships, activations, also connections, um, launches and things like that around the fashion and retail space. Through all of that going on, while it was all very B2B and commercial, I was always very intrigued in give back. At one point in my career, it was ethical. It was um, give back, buy one, give one. It was so different to now we're at this term of sustainability, which has become so vague yet so complex. Um, that was always in my underlying passion. And now I feel very grateful that I can combine my love of fashion, retail, and lifestyle with impact. And more so for me now where that lies is under the framework of the sustainable development goals. You launched the Conscious Fashion Campaign, and what exactly do you guys do? The Conscious Fashion Campaign was created to bridge the gap between the Sustainable Development Goals, the United Nations, as they were the founding member states of those goals, and the fashion industry. There is so much amazing work towards impact and innovation going on in the fashion industry, but it wasn't necessarily speaking the language around the Sustainable Development Goals. The Conscious Fashion Campaign urges stakeholders and industry leaders, specifically in the industry convening side of things, to engage, educate, and advocate the sustainable development goals so they can really help the industry. And specifically for us, we look at fashion designers, retailers, media, and then of course, that also affects the manufacturers and the supply chain and so on. But the goal there is how we can have this unified language to come together around these 17 goals that look towards the 2030 agenda to have a better and fairer planet for all. And so the Conscious Fashion Campaign works globally um, with the trade show convenings, the fashion weeks and conferences to really see how they can be more mindful to integrate responsible marketing, logistics and operations. So we're really looking at the social and economic and the planet, the environment plays such a role in what we're doing when we're convening, when you look at waste to water to recycling, the travel, all of that kind of stuff. So the Conscious Fashion Campaign really looks to bridge the gap and make sure as an industry we are being recognized and also really looking to support the innovators that are driving change. 
yeah, I think these are all aspects of the fashion industry that most people don't think about, which is starting to come up more to surface and people are becoming more aware of the big challenges that we're facing, but also what needs to be changed and the solutions we need to move into. You say you're working closely with the UN and their sustainability goals. For someone who doesn't know about them, can you just quickly share what are the what are some of the sustainability goals that you are working closely with the UN and trying to implement? Yeah, absolutely. So the Sustainable Development Goals were launched in 2015, and they are 17 goals that lead towards having a better future, with the aim of 2030 being the agenda when we have a better and more sustainable future for all. These range from no poverty to zero hunger, quality education, Goal number 12, very, very relevant to the fashion industry, responsible consumption and production. They look at life on land, life below water, climate action, which is also crucial right now. My favorite number, goal 17, is partnerships for the goals. And what this does is there is the 17 goals, but underneath these goals are a lot more specific targets to help people whether you're a global citizen that wants to make some change, but more so in my work with the Conscious Fashion Campaign. We work and are supported by the United Nations Office for Partnerships and how we can help fashion industry businesses, innovators and the change makers look at these goals and use them, whether it's for milestones, reporting, auditing, or how they can drive the change through their business and their assets. I love how First of all, there's this, like an actual goal set in place and then also how it's actionable. So I feel like for the longest time, environmentalism and sustainability was sort of like a crunchy thing and it wasn't necessarily attached to the fashion industry or any specific industry that we felt closely related to. But when you break them down and you start bridging those gaps, it's like, oh, I as a consumer can actually have a huge impact and I can help like a big organization like the UN work towards their goals because everything is broken down into actionable steps. What would you say then are the biggest challenges that we're facing with the fashion industry as of today? Well, we're in a very interesting time right now. And I think there were challenges that five to six weeks ago that are still relevant today, but also have been um, accelerated and brought to the forefront of what we're facing with COVID globally. And something that I really think needs to be considered now, and the biggest challenge is the human element here. Um, environment is just as equally important. I am not um, saying that it's not, but I think now we're actually facing an understanding with factories closing, people being on lockdown, people having to work from home. That's a privilege. Mm. You know, there are people that can only pay their bills, feed their families, feed themselves, and, and just survive in life by going to their job that requires their physical skill. And the fashion industry, you know, when were you last shopping? That's We're not outside. We're not able to go and have these retail experiences. A lot of the stores now are also stopping or temporary closing their online operations. So what does that mean across the supply chain? What does that do to the human element of the fashion industry? And not just those that are the artisan side or the garment workers or the, the low skill workers as they even referenced at times. But I think now what we need to look at is there's also the people in the stores, the retails, the all kinds of experiences, the event side of it. And so now we are looking at almost a human crisis, whereas before a lot of the work was speaking up to 
the damage we were causing with the water waste, the rivers with chemical dyes, people not understanding what they were doing um, to the environment and the air and how people were then like a lensing was looking to work towards becoming the first carbon neutral fiber producer in the world. And so, but I will say through all of this, why we are in probably one of the most historic challenges in the UN's history, we are also at a time where we can stop and actually take responsibility for what we have done. We are sitting in our homes. Many people are have a lot less to do right now and are understanding what have I done? What have I played a role in doing here? And so many people that were not into sustainability, if you will, and now even speaking to me and saying, what can I do to do better now? And what can I definitely do better when we come out on the other side of COVID? Mm, I love that. Do you think also, maybe, because I think sometimes it's hard to address climate-related issues because people tend to want to work for the human side of things first. Um, that's what's most relatable to many of us. Do you think maybe bringing in the human element to the equation can help propel the changes that we need to see? Yeah, and I think in, in that, I think it will interlink and um, enable climate action to scale too. But like you said, it sometimes takes the people element or the animal element to make humans somewhat be heartfelt in a mm -hmm. connection to their destructive decisions and then turn that around to do better. I think so many people that like you've just said and so many reports that we see don't connect to climate. Um, and that's scary in itself and a whole probably other podcast that you need to have <laughs> with some experts if you haven't already. But if the human element is really touching home with people that maybe before didn't even understand, connect or consider sustainability in any manner. And I also feel that on the masses, people don't actually connect um, human struggling as a sustainable issue. And no. now that is starting to change. When you point out to people the amount of people that are going to be homeless, hungry, um, so much abuse that's going on um, in businesses as well as domestically with people being in lockdown. What does this mean? And when you start now showing numbers and reports, but also things that are digestible, understandable, that we can take those snippets. And it's not about always scaremongering and that fear, but it's also just making it so people can relate and like, okay, did you know that this is happening? Did you know that this action? And what is interesting is that people are starting to now see that their actions with a certain brand or business that they always loved and supported now they're reading about how that business is treating the humans in their company that have been helping them succeed commercially. And it's horrifying people. Yeah. I think also what we're starting to realize in these times is like no one is invincible, right? Correct. We all are connected to Mother Nature in one way or many ways. And I think what is going to start to dawn upon all of us is that sustainability or climate justice it should be an issue for all of us to care about because it's coming back right at us and no one no one goes unnoticed in the realms of climate change and we're all going to be affected by it sooner rather than later and i think maybe what we needed was this human element or the animal element to start you know being able to connect those dots and take it in more personally and i think ultimately the changes we need to make for the human side and to make it more ethical is 
automatically also going to reflect positively on this on the climate side of things too so i choose to be optimistic i really do hope that something great is going to come from all of this although it could be really hard to see it as we're in the midst of this crisis and uncertainty and fear yeah, and one thing to add to your note there where you talk about us that we are environmentally connected and COVID crisis is actually showing us that we are connected more than ever. But I think also what is showing us that we are connected as humanity. Mm. This crisis, this virus has not got any borders. There is no divide between us. There is no race, culture or any difference of who it targets and who it hurts. Yeah. And so in that, we are more connected than ever. And in that, we need to try when the moment is right for each of us as individuals, as we come through the right coping mechanisms, we need to also understand how we find peace and serenity and clarity in all of this crisis and what we now do to put our best foot forward. And I think more so than ever, this crisis is highlighting that the way humans were spending and consuming it's just not necessary for us to still be safe, healthy, and happy. Right. I was actually reflecting as of this morning because I was sitting on the porch. We had some sun this morning. It was beautiful. And I was eating my oatmeal, which I do every morning. But I feel like now when life is pretty much the same every day, um, there's nothing really exciting to look forward to because like the weekend looks the same as Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever. Um, I find just like the small magical things about every single moment and I'm starting to reflect on what a beautiful thing it is to just be alive and to be able to really experience life in depth with each moment instead of just like rushing to the next thing or trying to like fill our lives with all this stimuli or excitement or consumerism or whatever it might be. And I think or I hope that humanity is going to wake up to that realization and start to just slow down. Yeah, and I think we're in this, as we are in this forced moment to slow down, it also hopefully forces a lot of us to rethink. And in that, we should look for some very positive systematic change. But in all of this, there is, we are going to see so much suffering and so many challenges. But in that, we do have to reconnect as humans and see how we can all pay it forward and support. And what does that look like? How do we do that? Um, for some people, it's their knowledge. Other people, it's their finances. Other people, it's their innovations and their inventions. And in that, we've got to look at and take stock that as humans, we all have something to give. And that's our currency to moving forward to a better world. It's not the size of our house or our Instagram followers or our paycheck. It is actually our human currency connecting together mm. and seeing what we can do. Oh, that's so powerful. Beautiful. Um, on, on that note, for anyone who's listening who may not consider themselves sustainably conscious or they may not be working in a field where they can make a, an impact or they don't have a brand or something that they can change, what do you feel like is our, I would say, responsibility as human beings mainly today um, to, to wake up to this realization and to come out of this on a better note? Like, What is something that anyone can do, no matter who they are, what they do, to start shift this narrative? I think what, first of all, we're all global citizens, right? No matter what our job, our field, our sector, at the end of the day, we all play a role just as a human spending some time on this earth that's allowing us to be here. And in that, I think it's simple things of, 
when you look at your daily lifestyle, we're all at home, or the majority of us are at home, or home more. It's things like, how are you washing your clothes? There are things out there and guidelines telling you, you know, if you cool it down a little bit, or you use this certain detergents, or you do this certain thing, it already changes our usage of water leading into water waste. And then what we're doing with microbeads and plastics, mm -hmm. that just in itself. And, you know, we all complain about the laundry. I've not met anybody yet that loves doing it. And so, it's like, you know what, then why not turn something so mundane that you feel that you just hate doing? And even that, that we most of us are doing, let's look at what we're doing with that and how when we're looking to do this with our washing machines. Other things are the packaging in your housing. So many people don't realize about recycling. And that to so many of us, maybe especially listening to this because it could be preaching to the converted slightly, but so many people still don't know steps of recycling for it to be taken and accepted correctly. Um, there's also down to now, I think this global crisis is making us look local. How do we eat from farm to table now? What can we do um, supporting local businesses, buying locally, looking at our foods that are around us more seasonally? There's so many small steps that we can integrate into our habits of our daily lives. Um, that then overall, I always talk about how incremental steps, believe it or not, soon enough will actually cause transformational change as a society. So do you believe with everything said that fashion as an industry and as a business module could ever be completely sustainable? My gut instinct immediately wants to scream no, because it's not, it's not <laughs> happening. However, or it's not happening fast enough. However, I think one thing that needs to happen here is we are still in this limbo of there being no clear definition of what sustainable means. It's so vague and yet so complex. There is one thing it means to you to what it means to me. And so one thing I think that is important is we need to have an understanding of will it be acceptable for the fashion industry to do impact, giving back, recycling, um, you know, full circular economy side of things. It's like, what is it? Which part of sustainability will be enough? And that's really where we need to take a step back. And if we could then look at having, just like we've got the Sustainable Development Goals Framework, is there the ability to have this mapping framework that provides definitions and guidelines and roadmaps and reporting and auditing that could guide the industry? Then if that was the case, yes. But that is a huge undertaking. And whilst right now we're in such this learning place, all of us, from big to small companies, institutions across the industry, I think it's going to be very difficult um, to be sustainable anytime soon. Okay, so on that note, because we are sort of facing urgent times where we can't wait for too long for things to happen, what do you think is the most impactful widespread and scalable solutions to put in play right now as a consumer or as a brand or as an industry what can we do in this given time and moment to reach the most scalable solutions 
For me, I'm going to be quite biased here and lead it back to the Sustainable Development Goals. I truly believe that these 17 goals could be the roadmap to recovery here. It is time for everyone to pay attention to a united set of goals and follow a framework that we can all get behind where there is data points, where there is the research, where there is the support of a large institution and just keep going. It's great that people are going off with their own innovations and creations, but if we could bring them back around to how does that integrate to the sustainable development goals and all start talking a much more unified and connected language around sustainability, so much more would open for networks, for individuals, for even financials to come together and people to collaborate. So I really feel for me, if people could collaborate much more quickly, we could accelerate and enable a very scaled achievement of the sustainable development goals. Mm. Do, do you think this could all happen on a, a private sector level or should the government come in and start regulating things too? I think both. I think the private sector have so much great mind resources as well as the human capacity to make this happen and they have the financial elements. Three things that are just so important across the creative, the innovative and the financials to make things happen. But with country support and government mandates and policy change, they could make things happen at a much rapid speed, as well as make things so much more official and recognized, and that we could then trust in as consumers that things are credible to then keep moving the money and the support. I know you also worked recently with the CFDA in New York to ask us some information on the environmental impact on New York Fashion Week. For anyone who may not have any insight about Fashion Week or how that works, why is it so unsustainable as it is today? So when we look at this convening that goes on at these fashion weeks, yes, we have the key markets, but then so many other smaller markets have their own or countries have their own fashion weeks now. What you've got to look at there is there is no rules, we should say. There's no mandate around recycling, the hiring or purchasing of the products. What are they like? Where are they coming from? The paintings that happen on the runways, even down to when you start looking at the amount of waste that is left after these events. They build, they're beautiful, but then what? How is everything dispersed or returned or let's be honest, completely disposed and not even a kid at consideration of where that is going. But if we then want to get again into the human element of sustainability, what are people's wages? If any, is it all being running too much on internships right now or the hours that are put into this? Then you start looking as well at the rules around the models, what is happening, how are people being treated, and it goes into so many elements that, again, do come under sustainability or unsustainable when we look at this point. And so with the CFDA and the Boston Consulting Group, we are going to be undertaking research and releasing a report to talk about what can happen now on an environmental impact, which will, in inevitably roll onto the social economic um, impact of New York Fashion Week. And with that, we then hope that other fashion weeks, especially in the leading markets, would take that and see how we can provide solutions, um, resources, and also education around how to be more sustainable with your convenings. Do you think Fashion Week could survive in a completely sustainable future? 
or does that whole concept has to be rethought and redone? I think we do need to rethink the fashion culture and outlook around fashion weeks right now. I'll be intrigued to see what comes out of the report and the findings of what are the next steps, what are the industry feeding into what they believe can happen in their own selves that they can pay towards um, being involved with a sustainable fashion week. But I think the reality is it has to change. It We will be able to keep some elements. Maybe there is the convening, the showcasing, the connecting, but we really need major systematic change. And with that, knowledge share and education. It can't just be a show. We need to now be educating designers. If we're convening people, we need to be educating the industry, showing them how to engage in sustainability as a participant of society, as well as a participant and an influencer, more likely than anything, and a decision maker of the industry. And so we're in a very interesting time where we really have to creatively consult together as a sector of what that looks like and means. And it might mean that there will be commercial sacrifices, but we now have to do this for human and planet. It's just the way it's got, it has to go. And if this COVID-19 crisis hasn't showed us anything, we do not have control commercially. I was just going to say that, like, if there's anything we've learned recently is that we do not have control and we just got to have to, like, accept the fact that change is upon us and we got to just rethink everything and find comfort in that and find, I guess, optimism and excitement. There's a lot of fear that goes into letting go of how things are right now. And that's just a human thing. We like things where we know how it is and something we can look forward to and, like, expect. But I think ultimately, if we are to survive as a species and head for a thriving world, we need to become a lot more comfortable with change and with asking questions and rethink the system and slowly, 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 but you know, collectively move into a different future. Absolutely. And collective is the key there. Collective action is definitely what is going to drive things and a lot of support. And I think especially to those that are not in the industry that view it as such a competitive market, it's now to also change that mentality and perception of the industry and show collaboration and collective action for change. So since we're talking about the collective for all us consumers out there listening, what is the best way that we as consumers can help shift this fashion? I think we're going to have to really pay attention to our consuming habits. And as I mentioned, this crisis right now is really teaching us that guess what? What's in our wardrobe is actually perfectly okay. We need to look at, yes, if you're going to purchase, maybe purchase better, and then let's look into the mending, the repairing and really loving our pieces and paying attention to the investment, just like we would with other things in our life. Fashion is the same. We have to move away from this throwaway fashion society. And COVID actually, hopefully, will already accelerate some of that mindset. To, we've got to move away from this. We are not going to be able to return to what we did. And I think as well, Consumers need to also pay attention to who they're buying from. We understand there's not enough transparency out there right now, but hopefully over time that will change. Research the products that you're buying. At the end of the day, we don't want to put chemicals on our faces and we look and research so much more into ethical beauty and um, organic food. We need consumers to do the same about their fashion. What are they putting on their bodies? Yeah. 
I think is again back to the human element of like this is my own personal health and it's much easier to relate to the issue at hand when we start seeing it as you know in personal terms and understanding that technically wearing something toxic is going to lead to me breathing in toxic materials through my skin. I think when that hit me, that's when I was really like, okay, I don't want any toxic on my body. So I'm going to really do my research here. Exactly. And I think also plays into it. Like for me, I have very basic capsule collection um, at home. And then when I can, I rent my clothing if it's a special occasion or something's going on so that then I can just send that back because I don't want to have clothing in my wardrobe that is just there to be worn a few times. To me, that's just not my personal sustainable choices. And so I um, take advantage of the rental services that are out there. I love thrifting. I like going to the secondhand stores. For me, it's more so I like that for accessories and the clothing itself. Like I love it for the bags. But I think that we all have something that makes us tick. We've just got to explore more on what's available to us on the ethical fashion track. I love it. I want to give you one final question. And that is all about my word retruthing. Because here on Hey Change, we're all about rethinking our current realities to pave paths for new possibilities, mindsets, and worlds. And so if you were to take anything that you find is your truth in your world or in your life, and then try to like retruth it to flip the narrative. What retruthing would you do? I'm going to retruth the word stillness. Mm. So to me, I always thought stillness would mean my creativity would become stagnant. I would not be able to connect with the industry or my loved ones. And I saw stillness as boredom. However, now I have and have been working on this pre-crisis, I understand and appreciate that stillness to me actually gives my creativity time to innovate. I get to cultivate and being able to understand and connect the positivity of calmness to stillness. I have been connecting so much with my loved ones and the narrative of my life has now changed by embracing and making sure that stillness is a daily part of my life. I love that. Thank you so much, Carrie. I really appreciate you taking your time. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. And I really hope that we are going to start heading into much brighter futures after this whole crisis is over. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for everything you're doing. Keep up all of this positive work and sharing stories and the knowledge share. It's needed. And I, I have very positive, optimistic out view like you. Um, we've just got to make sure that we stay together and support everyone as we can through this time. You guys, fashion is such an incredible tool for driving change. And I want you to remember that what you choose to put on your body matters. So if you want to learn more about the truth behind the fashion industry, as well as some tips on how to become a sustainable and conscious fashionista, make sure to check out my guides at heychange.world. And I will also link them below so that you can easily find them. If you like this show, please share with your friends and family, and please leave me a quick review and some stars. It really helps me reach more people just like you. And until next time, have an awesome week and continue to find ways to be optimistic. We can do this, guys. So let's get out there and let's change the world.